0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Forking Wellness Podcast. My name is Barry Strickoff, registered dietitian.
1: And I'm Sophie Bertrand, registered nutritionist, and we are the authors of the Forking Wellness book and obviously the Forking Wellness Podcast.
0: Each week we sit down and we discuss all things health and wellness from debunking diet myths to nutrition information, lifestyle factors, etc.
1: Stick with us while we try and work out what the Fork Wellness really is.
0: I don't even know what we do.
1: Hi, guys. Welcome back
0: to the Forking Wellness podcast. It feels so nice to say that again. Um, We are back after our one-month break.
1: I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm feeling fresh. I'm so ready to get back to this.
0: Feeling like very rejuvenated. Yes. Are you also like excited because you're hyped up on caffeine?
1: (laughs) That's how I spend my days now. I'm up there. with. I'm like a self-confessed coffee addict now I think
0: welcome we we're so happy to have you on this side of the (laughs) this side of the journey um but I think that's like perfect and like segue into today's episode because since you are a mom you have converted to caffeine or coffee I should say Mm
1: -hmm. so when I was pregnant I did not have a single drop of coffee I would only drink decaf and I'd save my caffeine intake for matcha lattes or chocolate. Um, and now that I've had Romeo, I am like, where's the caffeine? I honestly, this is no joke. If I'm up feeding in the middle of the night, I have coffee on my mind. I'm like, I can't wait for the morning. So I can actually have a cup of coffee. Like who am I?
0: Who are you? I don't know. Is it become like more of like, um, a cup. Cause for me it's like, yes, the caffeine is helpful, but it's so comforting. Do you find it that that it's like a comforting thing or is it strictly for you just like a hit of caffeine?
1: Both. I love the taste of it. And it really does bring me back to feeling a little bit more sane. Not completely, but...
0: (laughs) That's so Yeah, it's
1: just like that treat, like mid-morning. I don't have it first thing. I do have breakfast first, but like 10, 11 o'clock, I'm like, I will make an effort to drive out and get a coffee. Oh, like, interesting. I don't even, yeah, I don't even make it at home. It's like proper. I need to go to a coffee shop and have a coffee. sometimes, oh. sometimes I do if I can't get out with Romeo, but ninety percent of the time, God knows how much I'm spending.
0: <laughs> so you don't have it the moment you wake up. No, breakfast ah. first.
1: Yeah, then that's coffee so mid interesting.
0: Morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm still like a wake up, two cups of coffee, then breakfast. No, that's yeah. I wouldn't say mine's like the way forward. It's not. Great to have coffee at an empty stomach. A lot of people can't handle it. And we're going to go into that. So we are doing this episode in collaboration with Volcano Coffee. They sponsored a bunch of our episodes in the past. We love working with them and their coffee is absolutely delicious. So Mm -hmm. we're just going to recap some of the benefits um of drinking coffee and then also just recapping some of the reasons why some people might want to stay away from coffee or consume in moderation or be a bit more mindful um because it's definitely something that affects everyone so differently
1: yeah and talk about like the amount as well because even though i'm a coffee addict now i could not be drinking like four cups a day
0: no i don't that know, know if anyone should the yeah do you get any symptoms like do you ever feel jittery
1: I would do if I had more than two, I'd say.
0: Yeah. But I feel like coffee used to make you feel jittery in general.
1: Yeah, it would. Because I wouldn't drink it. I could so easily go a week without coffee. I love the taste of coffee. And when I had it, it's because I'm like, oh, I love coffee. I'm going to have a coffee. It wouldn't be because I'm like, oh, I need a hit of caffeine. <laughs> um, but I mean, sometimes, rarely it would be. But um yeah if I were to not have it for a while and then have it again depending on where I was in life as well if I was like feeling particularly anxious or going through something then I feel like it would like bring on a bit of anxiety so I actually cut it out for ages and then I kind of filtered it back in Um go back and forth between coffee and matcha but I probably have matcha like five percent of the time now 95 percent of the time it's like Hard hitting coffee coffee.
0: Oh my god, I love it. What's your coffee order, by the way, before we jump into everything?
1: Soy cappuccino with no chocolate.
0: (laughs) Soy cappuccino. I I do like um soy milk and coffee um from like a coffee shop better than at home.
1: Or uh, that's same. I have oat milk at home. Same. Mm. Okay. So it's really funny. Mm.
0: I actually do generally order oat milk out as well. Um but if I'm like nero or Starbucks, I like their soy milk. Mm. <laughs> Everywhere else I do oat milk, which is just like so random. Um, and then I actually never use almond milk in my coffee anymore. I like don't no, like it.
1: I don't like it either. And you can never get that froth.
0: No, I also find it like separates if you don't drink your coffee quick enough.
1: I know what you mean. And it's just a tiny bit bitter. It just doesn't do it for me.
0: Yeah, we're going to pass on that. But so have you felt any benefits besides like the energy I guess like being a new mom of caffeine or no that's really it
1: yeah no it's just the energy thing really yeah I just I I don't know it just does something for you doesn't it well even besides the energy you just feel like fixed
0: (laughs) I know what you mean it could be like a mind over matter thing um Mm. for sure but I feel like there are is research to say that coffee, there is a link between caffeine and mental health or specifically like caffeine Mm. and depression. And obviously that can go the other way between caffeine and anxiety, um, which a lot of people kind of like lump into the same camp, but actually like anxiety and depression are really different things. And there is a small body of evidence that suggests that caffeine can, you know, mitigate some of the symptoms of depression
1: mm-hmm I mean it's one of those things as well because I'll just use a really random example I'm giving Romeo Infocol for colic at the moment and I took him to a chiropractor the other day and they were like oh is the infocal helping and I'm like well I don't really know but I'm scared to not use it in case it's worse yeah so if I were to not be having the coffee I don't know like I probably would feel a little bit of a lesser version of myself but I'm not going to experiment with that. No,
0: we're not going to (laughs) try because we don't want to know. I totally understand that. Um, and yeah, well there is kind of like, I guess also like there's some evidence with caffeine and like protecting against like Alzheimer's and some like mental, um, I guess like, yeah, there's, there's definitely that link between like the brain and caffeine and like enhancing certain things. So I don't think that's like, that like alertness, it's down to the caffeine, obviously, but there might also be some like other things happening in terms of like making you feel good when you have a cup of coffee. I would definitely say that's how I feel when I have it. I just feel like I'm in a better mood. It's so comforting. Like I have spoken about on a million podcasts, but like, it's very like nostalgic for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just like been part of my routine for like, (laughs) literally forever that I just feel like it completes me but like I wonder how much of that is like the caffeine and then how much of it is maybe some of these other positive impacts on like brain structures and things like that.
1: I would love there to be a research experiment of you know giving like a group of people that kind of placebo so giving them decaf yeah seeing what the kind of differences were or if anyone even noticed.
0: Yeah I think it's it's hard. Cause it's like, when you have that taste, it is that like positive association mm-hmm. that I definitely think there would be a placebo effect, but like, I'm pretty sure that there are research studies that do show that have that effect. Mm. Um, like two stats I just found, and obviously, um, I don't really recommend trying this, but, um, Harvard published a research paper in 2011, and it stated that women who drank four or more cups of coffee per day had a 20% lower risk of becoming depressed, which is really interesting because four or mm. more cups of coffee is so much, um, but also 20% lowered risk of depression. That's quite a lot.
1: But that is a that is really interesting. But I know for me that if I upped my coffee intake to like four a day, I would be like, a gibbering rack.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't cope with four (laughs) a day either. Um, I think I would, but like, I know like I shouldn't, um, but also like, I would never recommend anyone just like go into that. Like I do think with coffee and with caffeine, it's something that you gradually build up to Mm. because I think you will literally go into shock. If you've never had coffee your entire life, like I would try like decaf and then switch like half and half and then Mm -hmm. caffeine. If, if caffeine is something that you want to introduce, um, which is, which is interesting. And then another study, um, like looked at 424 individuals and found that those who drank again, four or more cups of coffee a day were 53% less likely to die by suicide. That's a very interesting statistic. Again, I don't really recommend for, um,
1: very, um, quite outrageous.
0: Yeah. That was done in women specifically. Um, and it it was just a study, um, looking at the long-term caffeine use, um, and improving mood. So they like followed these women around for 10 years from 1980 to 1999. Um, 1990 sorry and they were also diagnosed with coronary heart disease stroke or cancer oh no free from diagnosis of coronary heart disease stroke or cancer um and yeah that's that's very interesting that they you know they followed these people over mm. 10 years and people who had four or more type uh, four or more cups of coffee were 53% less likely to commit suicide
1: but it's like is it the coffee is it the caffeine is it the antioxidants you know what is it? We could be getting these antioxidants from green tea or fruits and vegetables.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or like my argument to that is always like, I think there's a certain type of person who drinks four or more cups of coffee a day. And like, Mm. are, are those people engaging in other behaviors which are protecting them against, you know, other mental health disease or, you know, other kind of chronic diseases? Like, are these people who are on the go or are they getting more exercise than the average person are they more into health and nutrition I don't know those are all kind of guesses but I do think there's so many confounding factors I would never say drink more coffee to avoid mental health
1: no exactly this is, this is more like for me anyway I want to, I'm like so here for this episode because I'm like I am a bit of a coffee addict I want to know that what I'm doing is just <laughs> yeah I'm not like I'll tell me I'm like I am like convince me to drink coffee it's not like that I'm like if you are a coffee drinker you can sip that coffee knowing that there are quite a few potential health benefits
0: yeah I mean that's always I'm always trying to like justify that argument but again like also conscious to make sure that like people know that like sometimes coffee can be a bad thing, not a bad thing, but sometimes too much caffeine can have a negative impact. So always trying to like strike that balance and have a bit of like an objective point of view being like, here are all the things that are linked in the research when you drink coffee, all the positive benefits, but here's like some of the things you might want to be mindful of.
1: Mm, Definitely. And I think what you said about the type of person is interesting as well, because if you're drinking four cups of coffee a day, you're probably quite I don't know, an on-the-go person, you might be leading a certain type of lifestyle. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I think that a lot of like, when I think, and this is like totally stereotyping, this is not research-based, but when I think of someone who might have four cups of coffee a day, I think about someone who works a really high power job Mm. and, you know, maybe they're highly educated and maybe they also, you know, could afford to, you know, have someone take care of their meals for them, and you know they're really well balanced. I'm just, I'm just thinking well, about also you know,
1: affording to have four cups of coffee a day. Like, this is this from Starbucks? Or? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, I That's would imagine, expensive.
0: I would imagine it's quite a like a yeah. I mean, it definitely. But like, is it a thing of like privileged thing? Are there other kind of factors that are going into it? um I don't know. Like, I just think like my dad could easily have four cups of coffee a day, but like. I also know my mom cooks them all as meals
1: because he's busy
0: and he doesn't have time. My mom, you know what I mean? I know that's a terrible example, but I'm just trying to think like someone who would drink four cups of coffee a day. And obviously there's people on the other side of that. I can imagine, you know, they're like you, like moms out there who are like relying on caffeine to Mm. keep going. And that would be like the opposite. Maybe they don't have all the time to, you know, do X, Y, Z and, you know, make sure they're doing all the healthy things and mitigating stress and, you know, exercise that we always talk about because that's not in their realistic kind of lifestyle at that moment. So I don't know. I just think, yeah, a lot of these research articles paint everyone with the same brush, but like we don't actually find out too much about the lifestyles that they live beyond the um, study, especially these like long observational studies of like following people for 10 years.
1: Completely. And I think you have to, as an individual, decide whether or not, coffee is like this huge benefit to you and the life you're living at that point because right now both of us would be like yeah it's 100 percent. it needs to be part of our life to enhance it in the best way
0: yeah exactly I'm definitely a pro coffee person for me too my my energies <laughs> and my mental health but you mentioned something interesting there about antioxidants
1: yeah so we know that you know depending on the coffee as well because this is another thing and my husband is like A coffee connoisseur, he likes (laughs) to think of himself. Um, And you know, the certain coffee shops in London, or actually, he he, when he went traveling in Australia, he was like, Australians have the best coffee. Um, And when we went to Paris, actually, he literally researched like what because he doesn't think French coffee is very good. So we had to like track down the best coffee in France. Um, So it depends because there are very different types of coffee, and that will depend on the level of antioxidants in them as well.
0: Yeah. Which is really interesting. It depends on how they're like roasted and mm,
1: stuff. But as a general, not rule, but I think, you know, coffee does contain or caffeine. Yeah. Coffee does contain antioxidants.
0: Yeah. And that's decaf coffee and mm -hmm. caffeinated coffee, both contain antioxidants. And I think that's interesting because a lot of the, there's some other research in terms of like um, the effects of coffee on diabetes and some other or just like glucose utilization or storage and some other things. And I believe those hold true for caffeine and decaf coffee. So it's something to do with the coffee, not the actual caffeine. Caffeine also enhances it, but Mm. there is something else going on in the actual coffee and the antioxidants and the nutrients that could be found in there.
1: And we know antioxidants are good for us. So another tick.
0: (laughs) Tick. Um, and then, what else do you think um, is important to note about like the benefits of caffeine or coffee? I, I think say.
1: what's interesting is what you were saying before about the decreased risk of things like, I mean, we're talking about like some cancers, heart disease, lower risk of stroke. Uh, you know, y- you might do a study on like the intake of blueberries and come up with the same statements.
0: Yeah, so, so true
1: again, I don't want anyone to kind of look or hear the research, the title of the research study and think, oh my God, like I need to start drinking caffeine. Um, it's more so again about the individual, whether or not the benefits outweigh, you know, maybe some of the negative things like, um, if it's disrupting sleep or causing anxiety or just not making you feel good. Um, however, if you are an avid coffee drinker, that's quite nice to think (laughs) that we might be at reduced risk of all these diseases. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it's also one of the only like legal stimulants, especially when it comes Mm. to like sports and exercise. Um, you know, there is benefit of, you know, having a cup of coffee to give you that extra boost, um, before a workout or before a sporting event or something like that. And it is completely legal in terms Mm. of like other kind of like performance enhancements are, are obviously illegal, especially like just coming off of the Olympics. Like there's mm. a lot of things that you're not allowed to do, but actually caffeine is one of them that you, you can,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I think is just interesting.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think it should be a compliment to what you're already doing. I don't think like, see, I've worked with clients who are very reliant on coffee mm. and they just get up, have a coffee and they're off. And I'm like, you should probably have some breakfast to increase the nutritional value in your diet, but let's, you know, keep the coffee. That's like a nice addition. But I think again, it comes back to that balance. Yeah, and I am very for coffee being a lovely little compliment to your day. Um, but it shouldn't be, Oh, it's not a meal. Yeah, I was going to say that's kind of why I had breakfast first because I'm like, okay, let's see what this breakfast is going to do for me. It will keep me going for like a few hours and then I'm going to like hit myself with some caffeine for that extra boost. Yeah,
0: I would definitely say like, coffee's not a meal. So like, if you're like having a a snack, no, no, (laughs) exactly. So yeah, I agree. Like it's, it's, it should never be used in a replacement of Mm -hmm. food or, you know, some people say caffeine um, reduces their appetite. Like if that's the reason that you're drinking caffeine, I would, or coffee, I would definitely like say that that's something that you should reevaluate and chat to someone about, because it seems It doesn't seem like that is a good strategy moving forward.
1: Yeah. hundred percent.
0: Amazing. And then I guess the other thing that I would say is if you have IBS or any like digestive Mm. disorders, caffeine can be a trigger for many. Um, And that's not just coffee and tea, but you mentioned before, like chocolate and other foods Mm -hmm. that have caffeine in them. Um, Just something to be wary of. In addition to like anyone who has any sleep troubles or anxiety.
1: I was gonna say also time of day. Like if you're drinking a coffee. I still find it so weird. Where like my mom does it actually. If we go out for dinner, oh, you yeah. know, the waiter's like, "Oh, tea or coffee?" Mom's like, "Yeah, I'll have a coffee." And I'm like, "It's like eight o'clock at night. Like, why are you having a coffee?" You know what
0: I agree. <laughs> what, what I struggle with is like I love espresso martinis, but like I'm mm. always thinking like, why am I drinking an espresso martini? I'm gonna go to sleep. Like, yeah. I just feel like it um but they taste so good I was gonna
1: but that's different because you're like on a night out and it's like you're having yeah. a cocktail whereas like if you're consistently drinking caffeine I would say past like midday one two o'clock in the afternoon that could be disrupting sleep or affecting the quality of your sleep
0: yeah I agree so always and we like-
1: keep it to this side of the day
0: yeah, a hundred percent. I think like the one off like is totally fine. Like, look, mm-hmm. we're all in situations where I'm like, oh my yeah. God, I just need a cup of coffee to I need get a throw cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. It happens to the best of us, but I think it's that consistency, like you said, for like people relying on it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I think it could be a bit of an issue. But like there's no like if you if you need it for whatever reason, um, as long as it's not something that you make like a daily habit of, just because it'll yeah. affect your sleep, which hasn't knock on affect to so many other things.
1: Yeah, so- definitely.
0: But yeah, I definitely think that I'm so happy to have you on this side of the coffee argument for the first time in Forking Wellness History.
1: I'm really excited to be here.
0: <laughs> now we can... Um... I'm never
1: going back.
0: <laughs> Do you think yeah. here you're here now. to stay? Yeah. That's great. Ash must be very excited <laughs> as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: he's thrilled as well. <laughs> he's thrilled. Because he is someone that has it as soon as he wakes up. like He does not have breakfast on his mind. He's like coffee on his mind. And then he'll join me for, it will be like his second of the first, his second of the day and my first.
0: Yeah. I normally do one cup of coffee just like straight when I get up and then one cup of coffee with breakfast.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. We all have our different like routines, Mm -hmm. but again, I love my morning cup of coffee. It is everything to me, like the whole ritual about it. It's part of my morning routine. I just love the way it tastes knowing that I get like some boost of energy in the morning from it, which I don't even know if I really like am aware of the, aware of it. Mm. It's very like subtle to me probably because I'm so used to it that like, I actually don't feel it anymore. Um, but then also just knowing like, okay, getting my small amounts of antioxidants and you know, the (laughs) other nutrients that coffee has and actually not being too afraid of coffee because I don't suffer very, fortunate. I don't suffer from um, terrible anxiety. I don't suffer from any digestive disorders and I have great Mm, sleeping habits. Um, So for me, coffee like fits in really well. And knowing that there is research to back up, you know, positive health outcomes for those people who do drink coffee is just like, it's nice to have in the back of your mind. Mm
1: -hmm. Definitely.
0: So yeah. So thank you to Volcano for sponsoring this episode and um, converting Sophie into being a coffee drinker.
1: Honestly, try, try their coffee, though. It is um, absolutely delicious. And whether or not you drink it, you know, you need the beans or the ground coffee. They cater to both and decaf as well. Exactly.
0: So, yeah, um, we will catch up with you guys next week. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Forking Wellness Podcast. As always, please rate, review and subscribe.
1: And share with your friends if you love this episode. It really does help us get seen in the chart. You can now also order our
0: Forking Wellness book anywhere books are sold. Order it on Amazon Prime for next day delivery.
1: And Barnes & Noble in America. And if you love the book, we would so appreciate a review on Amazon. We absolutely love hearing your feedback and we really hope you enjoy it. We'll speak to you guys next week. Bye.